It feels more obvious with spiritualism, where we see adaptations of ideas spread across a lot of different religions, but it happens with the occult as well. Everything is connected, is what you're telling me. (laughs) So what we get is maybe a true origin story that then gets tainted by centuries of conspiracy theories and appropriation. I mean, it sounds sounds about right. Everything's connected. Everything's... Listen, you said it, not me. You're right. I said it, not you. And I got to tell you, that's what happened to the Knights Templar. Ooh, I knew it. I knew it already. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Rituals, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm M. Schultz. And I'm Christine Schieffer. Every week, we'll explore the evolution of spiritualism and the occult through stories, practices, and the impact on modern culture. And today, we are talking about the Knights Templar. I don't know if you know about them, Christine, but they're, uh, hmm, in today's world, a bit of a secret society. uh, They're secret, but not that secret, because I've heard of them. And I will say also, I thought they were pronounced Templar, so clearly, I'm a total amateur at this topic. I've heard it both ways, so I don't think you're 50% wrong. I oh, think good for me. So there you have it. And you're right, maybe not so secret by the end of this because we're blowing them out of the water, folks. <laughs> the, case has, the case has been cracked. Let's crack into it. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Christine, I went through a phase of being very into secret societies. And I would argue that phase hasn't ended yet for you. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's a secret. I I hate when I don't know things. So yeah, you're very much you and I are Gemini's. We need to be in on the secret. If there's a secret, we need to be part of it is how we feel. I'm very curious. And I want to feel included. And (laughs) also, it's like, potentially spooky with some conspiracies around it. So like, it's just the perfect mixture. Absolutely. And Knights Templar is a big one for me. I always get the ones that have knights in front of it confused. My grandfather was one of them, and I always forget which one. Was he one of the Knights of the Round Table? Because those existed, too. Hmm. No. <laughs> that one okay. I can confirm. <laughs> that, one I, that one I have a feeling I would know about. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know if he's Knights Templar. I Maybe Knights of Pythias. I don't know. There's too many knights these days, I think, you know. If I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would be what? Five cents richer? Okay. Two nickels. 
Well, so their story is based on a little bit of a curse. Do you particularly <gasps> believe in curses or? Well, you know. Any personal I, experiences you'd like to talk about? Yes, actually. So this is a secret that I feel like I've probably never told you or anyone. Oh, God. When I was in high school, my friend and I used to do what we called hexes. And oh, I think God. It, it was an early form of man, learning what manifestation was. And it was not bad. I don't mean it like, oh, we would like curse people. It was never negative. But we would kind of try and create a scenario, you know, like create your own reality. And we started doing it because we had like crushes on people or we wanted to get off school next week. And then we realized it was working. And we what? realized, yeah, I know. And it sounds kind of cuckoo, but I'm 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 totally dead serious. We started uh what doing are you talking these- about? This sounds like a Junie B. Jones novel. Like a- <laughs> Third grade was crazy. Here's how. (laughs) You're probably wondering how I ended up here. Uh, My school burned down and also (laughs) my crush wants to marry me. Well, it's called a hex. Um, Oh, my God. No, we did these hexes. But then we realized as we were like trying to manipulate the situation, things were happening to us. And then it wasn't necessarily good. So it was sort of like careful what you wish for, sort of. Wow. And I'm not making this up that our school literally fell down. And I'm not saying I caused that before any sort of lawyers come into the picture, but I'm saying we would do these things of like, oh, we want school off and we would sit there and do these like rituals and hexes and we would just, that's all we would focus on. And then <laughs> the news went on in our school. Wait, what? You, <laughs> did you say you ended up on the news? No, we didn't, but our school fell down. So, what? Oh, wow. You, okay. So, hmm. nobody was harmed. The school was. The, the, the school was. But they're okay. That's just one example. But what I'm saying is, we used to do this sort of manifestation thing and we would uh, try to like control the situation. This is so, this, I'm going to get arrested or something. What a I think. wild tangent. I went from minor inconvenience and you were like, well, I actually have and will again make a building fall to the ground. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, never mind. That was a. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I told this story today of all also, days. Also, as you got older, I'd like to assume that we know now that like, maybe if any, any witches are out there, uh, hopefully you can define what a hex is. And maybe that was or wasn't one by accident. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just manifestation, which I do believe, again, as someone who believes in the power of energy for this very reason, I think that's what we were doing. We were just kind of um, trying to control our own reality. You must have had the math test of a lifetime coming up to really think that hard about a building dropping. (laughs) Okay, anyway, let's move on. I never did my homework. All right, your turn. (laughs) How much do you think religious groups or the occult can get mixed up with each other? Just to throw another Mm. question out there, because that's kind of where the Knights of Templar end up. I feel like they often get uh, conflated and mixed up. And I think this is where that word curse comes into play. I think some religions, even though they get mixed up with one another, like Catholicism and voodoo, like things get mixed up, but then they try to put up walls and throw around words and and other Mm -hmm. the I'm not describing this very well, but no, you're I good. feel like there's a fear aspect sometimes, even though they're closer than they think. I was going to say, I see a lot of places where a lot of groups overlap and it would make sense why one yes. would eventually morph into the other. Yes. I mean, if you think of like whatever you consider everyday commonplace religions versus something more, quote, fringe, mm-hmm. they all, to some degree, have a supernatural base. They all have symbolic ceremonies they all have things that don't 100 percent make sense uh if you don't have the context both based in community 
I think there's a lot of overlap for absolutely you to kind of for your opinions to change with your community and you're like, uh oh, I ended up somewhere else, you know. So absolutely. This doesn't happen every time, but this is also how cults happen sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got a belief and you just kind of follow the pack and it just turns into something else. Very good point. So anyway, let's get into this. During the First Crusade, aka the Religious Wars, Oof. which was the late 11th century, Christian fighters took control of Jerusalem. And with Jerusalem being the Holy Land and all, groups of Christians began making the trek to visit, but it was not safe for them. So Around 1118, a French knight named Hugh de Payen, he founded a military order to protect them, and he called it the Poor Knights of the Temple of King Solomon, later the Knights Templar. That's a lot of words. I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> here's here's what I'm thinking about this. I can't believe that they picked, first of all, a boring name. Also, such a long name. There's a lot of ofs in there to me. It's very confusing. And it was a protective military order to help people go visit Jerusalem. It was basically a Christian pilgrimage security detail. Whoa. And so here's what I'm thinking. Here's the original name. The Poor Knights of the Temple of King Solomon. Mm -hmm. I did something because it was the middle of the night and I can't stop myself. Uh, um, oh, I came know. up with some other options they could have gone with and just actively avoided. So you're the PR team now. If it were 2020 and the, 2022, if they went to this, I, I would have certainly thrown my my hat in the ring and been like um you could have called it this okay i'm ready to hear your uh modern take your creative take on this i've got a few things okay so think christian security detail and you just tell me how you feel from here okay okay, okay. first one god's guards next <laughs> holy heroes no oh bible battalion <laughs> so these are all just basically these are all just alliteration is what you're telling me I don't know what you're talking about. Trinity Troopers. No? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I thought Crusaders for Christ, but apparently that's a real thing. That's absolutely a real thing, yeah. Here's an obvious one. Soldiers. Hmm? Soldiers. And also, like, the body of Christ, bodyguards of Christ. What? We're just not going to talk about it? Um, I think we are. I'm and not I done. Think... Oh, sorry. Continue. If you wanted to be boring which is clearly what their aesthetic was. You could have just <laughs> easily gone with the saviors or the shepherds uh, or <gasps> the shepherds is good because that's kind of double entendre, you know, and they're French. They like and that kind of thing. Think of the mascot. Could all be, think of it. I don't know. And the Catholic saint of protection is St. Christopher. They didn't even try to touch that. They were focused on Solomon, though. I like I think maybe they wanted Solomon in there. Do you have anything that keeps Solomon in there? No, but I do have some um, slogans if you're interested. Uh, yes. Okay, well, here was my favorite uh, one that I think they should have gone with, by the way. Here was my winner. I, so I was thinking, like, the lamb, you know, how that's like a sure, big symbol. Sure, 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 sure. Bodyguards. <laughs> right? So stupid. Okay, so here are some slogans I was thinking. Because, like, if it were done in today's world, they'd have to have, like, team jackets. Of course. Or, like, a big van, and they have, like, a slogan on the side of the big van. van. Big so van. So I was thinking, like, don't cross us. <gasps> mm -hmm. Excusez-moi. That is a Twitter banner waiting to happen. And I was thinking, like, the sacramental bread. So I was like, mess with bread and you'll be toast. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that'd be good. <laughs> what the hell? You need you're to trying to get aggressive. Put this energy toward, I don't know. Anything else? I know. Anything. Well, so anyway, they went with the poor knights of the Temple of King Solomon. Okay. I feel like calling yourself a poor knight is like, 
like I, I see what you're trying to do be a little like self-deprecating but like your name is not the way to do it like and also if you wanted to keep solomon that bad couldn't you have done like solomon's soldiers, soldiers? Solomon, solomon's men men is in solomon. solomon the solomon there we go we cracked it i knew we'd we cracked get there it. we would Anyway, so that's us poking some hopefully harmless fun at the name. But in terms of their purpose, they Talk were... Talk about curses. We're going to get... I'm telling you, this is what we do. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, why is my house falling over? I think the meanest thing I've said is bodyguards. And I also think it's really creative. So I think we're okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we're safe. You're right. If there isn't a Christian group out there looking for like a name for their own set of superheroes, I just gave you so many options. You found a very so. niche job uh, backup Backup job if if this podcasting thing fails, which it sounds like it might based on the way we've gone so far today. <laughs> well, so those are their potential names that they completely neglected. But in terms <sighs> of their purpose, they were a group that was trying to keep their people safe. That long name eventually does shorten into the Knights Templar. And soon, I think it's 1129, the Catholic Church formally endorses the Knights Templar mm. and that allowed money to start rolling in. And they eventually gained financial power and set up a network of banks. Banks? Banks. They, I was not expecting that turn. Well, they really go from like a volunteer group to like running the show real quick. Can I just point out that they called themselves poor and now they're running banks? Thank you. Thank you. So soon the Knights, this is how crazy it gets. Soon the Knights expanded their business and brand across Western Europe, which involved their strict code of conduct and signature style of dress, which were these white habits emblazoned with a red cross. Don't cross us. Christine. I mean, it it works. Whatever you're doing over there, it's working. I'm into it. If I could get back to 1129 and throw this pitch at them, I might. But then I would also <laughs> be a time traveler to them at a time where they're super religious and it, I might... It'd be dangerous. I might get, like, taken out. You'd need your own bodyguard. (laughs) I would need the bodyguard that went rogue, and they can take care of me, the time traveler. The black sheep, am I right? (laughs) We're going to get fired. Are we allowed to get fired from this? Because I think we might. (laughs) I I can't tell if I'm scared or impressed or which one wins at the end. (laughs) By the way, speaking of the poor poor knights... Mm Eventually, they've expanded their business and brand so much that they also own a fleet of ships. They own the island of Cyprus. And because of their cash flow, they became a primary lender to European monarchs and nobles. Oh, my. So, like, they really flew to the uh, all the way up the charts of success. Incredible. And in the late 12th century, Muslims take back control of Jerusalem, forcing the Knights to find a new home base in Paris. Okay. But King Philip IV of France was not a fan of these knights. And mm. one rumor is that they weren't helping him out financially like other monarchs. And so oh. King Philip, maybe because of this, decided that he was going to bring the order down. Oh, oh, oh my. On October 13th, 1307, members of the Knights Templar in France were arrested and brutally tortured until many confessed to false charges. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. Does it get any more familiar? Three years later, many were burned at the stake. Oh, my God. They're so dramatic back then. I'm just saying 300 years later, they did the same thing. To okay, I'm just going to say, too, like, you know, men always accuse women of being dramatic. But then I hear these stories and I'm like, seriously? Here's here. here hang on. So then King Philip got his revenge because Pope Clement V dissolved the Knights Templar in 1312. Oh. And... 
One thing that they don't mention is that the, I just wanted to bring this up because I thought this was interesting history before we keep going. But one thing they don't mention a lot is that the Knights Templar is actually, even though it got dissolved in 1312, in 1319, after it allegedly died out, Portugal's king actually ended up getting papal permission to carry on the order in Portugal. Oh, intriguing. But as like a knighthood campaign. So it's more like, it's not for religious things. It's for the king. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to, before we keep going on what happens to the legacy of the Knights Templar, the closest reality we actually have to descendants or coming from an actual time that included the Knights Templar, that's probably your best answer. Is that okay? Okay. Portugal now runs things. Love it. Anyway, so the legacy of the Knights Templar lived on for centuries, and they've become synonymous with the occult, conspiracies, the Holy Grail, and the Freemasons. That's right. All of these connections, though, are not true because when you're dealing with a group that originated centuries ago, the truth gets lost in the shuffle a lot of times, and there's modern twists, and I mean, just a big old game of telephone that's like 900 years long. Right. So things have really shaken up in terms of like how the story went of the Knights Templar. Coming up, I've got a few of these conspiracy theories about the Knights Templar, including whether they're responsible for the legend of Friday the 13th. Ooh, I'd love a good conspiracy theory. Love a good conspiracy theory. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we have the Knights Templar allegedly going extinct in the 1300s after the Pope shut them down. But some people believe that the group just went underground and still exists. Ooh. And this is where we, I think, the beginnings of the secret society aspect kick in. Totally. In the 18th century, groups like the Freemasons brought back some of the Knights traditions, which didn't mm. help the rumors of their existence. Sure. The Freemasons, see, that's one I, I do know about. I have family that one in that I always- one think about with you i like connect because i know we've talked about that quite a bit on um that's why drink that you have kind of a more knowledge about that group more knowledge but still it's a secret society so what could that even mean but i will say about the freemasons not to poo poo on them but there's some drama between the freemasons and the knights templar when they first uh Uh, started when rumors started circling that they were they were in cahoots in some way so the freemasons even though the knights templar had disbanded or was dissolved forever ago, the Freemasons, as like a marketing tactic, started promoting themselves as descendants of the Knights Templar. Oh, that's kind of shady. And also, like, 
of course now people think of the Knights Templars as a secret society. Like, of if, course. So originally it was one Freemason named Andrew Ramsey, and he tried originally, it just gets even shadier. He tried originally telling people that Freemasons were descendants of a similar group called the Order of the Knight Hospitaller, mm-hmm. but they existed. So they heard him doing this and they called them out and they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they ended up changing the story to the Knights Templar because nobody was around to confirm or deny it. The Portuguese uh, king or whoever was like, (laughs) wait a second, I thought that was my thing. He's like, "Uh, I don't know, unless all the Freemasons come from Portugal, it's hard to believe that that maybe is where this started. (laughs) So uh, then we start getting some gossip that makes its way into books and movies. There were stories that the Knights Templar had found and dug up the Holy Grail. Shout out National Treasure. Starring Nicolas Cage, my personal national treasure. (laughs) And other rumors were that they possibly had some secrets that could bring down the Catholic Church. And so official. Spit them out, baby. Come on. (laughs) Like official conspiracy theory where they like now stand for the exact opposite of what they were there for. Like if they were known as like the bodyguards and now suddenly they're. They were known for, you know, being God fearing and, and good Christian, good Catholic people. And uh-huh. I mean, I guess nothing has suggested that they aren't good Catholic people, but if they wanted to turn, they would know how to do it. So I mean, I knocked down my Catholic school's building. So by I thinking feel like, about it, can I you think have, with my brain? So I feel like your um, stupid brain. Step it up, or like I'm not impressed. You know. <laughs> Wait, hey, you said it, not me, as you like to say. Allegedly, I've got to throw that word out there. Allegedly. <laughs> Since it was a religious school you knocked down, I, I'm sure they would find a reason to be like, that was the devil. So we have to approach you I did now. say H-E-X. I did say the hex word. And I think maybe I shouldn't have said that. So I hope your oops. principal knows how badly they failed you in, in the faith. <laughs> so. uh, they'll find out eventually. So since there was no one who was actually a Knights Templar member around anymore, that meant there was no one to protect their legacy. So it was almost like they needed their own protectors now. Interesting. Oh, wow. That's deep. The bodyguards needed bodyguards. Their, their own bodyguards. <laughs> literal bodyguards. <laughs> this time, actual bodyguards. So groups like the Freemasons just kind of went wild with their own appropriation and interpretation of things. And more recently, right-wing extremist groups like the Knights Templar UK and there's a mass murderer in Norway who has invoked the Knights Templar and says that he's part of the new resurgence of Knights Templar out there. Oh, my God. He said he was part of the new resurgence of the Knights Templar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yikes. But then again, I'm not entirely shocked. I mean, this is a group founded in like conspiracy theories and all the it's related to Freemasonry, which a lot of people think is, you know, they're the new world order. So, I mean, if you're if you're kind of a right wing extremist who might fall into the QAnon group and you might this might be just one of the things that you tack on to your beliefs, you know, this is one of your overlaps you're talking about, maybe one of your overlaps. Exactly. Mm hmm. There are some modern versions of Knights Templar, actually, maybe in Portugal, I would guess. But there, there's also other <laughs> ones who act as charitable groups. So okay. while they're not the protectors of Christians, like the original version, they are helping people. So I'm into that. That's nice. Down with that. And the Knights Templar uh, has also been associated with the occult, including the Illuminati, which many believe has influenced politics in the media. 
which also is a stepping stone into QAnon. So it really doesn't surprise me when extremists say like, oh, the Knights Templar are involved in New World Order stuff. Yep, makes sense. Do you know anything about, I'm getting off track here per usual, but do you believe in the Illuminati or know anything about it? I feel like we've never discussed that as a topic. We haven't really. And I I feel a little overwhelmed by the topic because I know like a vague sense you know, I've done a like a couple internet deep dives, but I feel like even internet deep dives don't really get you the full story unless yeah. you spend a lot longer researching. I was going to say, it's one of those topics that people have asked me to cover on, and that's why we drink too, but it's just, there's so, so much. much. It's uh-huh. just a very overwhelming topic to even think about. You've done QAnon, but that alone was how many episodes? It was three episodes, but I got to be honest, QAnon was like a 19-hour research situation. That, yeah, and so, yeah. And that only started a couple years ago. Can you imagine exactly. the Illuminati? Oh, my God. I, it's, exactly. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot. There are clearly so many extreme differences in how the group is invoked in more modern times. But there is one area where no one would want to be associated with them, and that is the curses of the Knights Templar. <gasps> Here we go. Back to curses. Okay. About five years before the Knights Templar was supposedly shut down by the Pope, its last man in charge, Jacques de Molay, was arrested with the group in October 1307. Mm. So they were charged with heresy, or they were blamed for going against the church, which I think is what you would also be charged with for your building. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Just warning you. Just predicting now. I don't know. Allegedly. Did I say that? Allegedly. Because of what happened to Jacques de Molay, there's a lot of theories on where the unlucky date of Friday the 13th came from. I see. Because they were arrested on Friday, October 13th, 1307. I see. Which we've mentioned before on and That's Why We Drink. I did a whole episode on Friday the 13th. I think it was episode 243 and very briefly brought up the Knights Templar. But that is one of the reasons why the Christians believe in... Uh, Friday the 13th being an unlucky day. Interesting. Uh, there was a few reasons. That, was, that wasn't the only one, but the, I think I ran a list of all the Christian reasons why Friday the 13th was not a great thing. Meanwhile, we talked about how in paganism and Norse mythology, Friday the 13th was seen as like a day for like female empowerment. Right. Because Friday is after the goddess of like love and fertility and motherhood and like divine femininity. And the number 13 represents the 13 lunar cycles. Mm -hmm. And so Friday the 13th is like one big woman's appreciation day. So anyway, interesting how the differences there, how based on what you believe in there's, it could either be super lucky or super not lucky. And it all once again goes all the way back down in time to religion. Telephone game. Yep. Telephone game. So when Jacques and company were locked up, they were brutally tortured so that they'd confess to being religious traitors, but they retracted their confessions and admitted it was under duress to save their lives. Where have we heard that from before? So familiar. Hmm. Their retraction backfired and they were declared a relapsed heretic, which I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, no. And Jacques de Molay was burned at the stake in March 1314. Not again. Not again. So now, even before Jacques' arrest and death, we talked about some of the strange rumors that swirled around the Knights Templar. One of them actually being that the group idolized a mummified, cat-headed, satanic deity. Excuse me? That was just a, a, a personal favorite. But I also think it's interesting that the Knights Templar is now being 
considered satanic. It's like already twisting where like it was. Oh, it's like a 180 from its original purpose. Well, it's full of heretics. I mean, what can you get more Satanist than that to the church? I mean, they're called relapsed heretics. <laughs> right. Okay. So it gets, yeah, it actually gets worse. One degree further. Yeah. So that all happens. But then once Jacques died, in came the idea that he cursed King Philip the Fourth of France. Oh, no. So remember I told you in the beginning of the show when the Christians lost control of Jerusalem and the Knights Templar fled to Paris, but King Philip IV was not a fan of them. Oh, yeah, because they didn't help him financially or something. Mm -hmm. So the supernatural theory is that Jacques actually cursed King Philip and the Pope when he was burned at the stake. Oh, well, I mean, who wouldn't, to be honest? <laughs> I think if someone's burning you at the stake, you have every right to... Absolutely. ...wish all ill will on them. Agreed. And not even just a uh, minor, a latent No, that one's a full, I hope something horrible happens to you. <laughs> I, th yeah. I think that one's a justified... Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, in theory, allegedly, he cursed the Pope and the King. And here's where it gets weird, though, is that the Pope died just a month <gasps> later. Oh, boy. And before he was properly laid to rest, his body was put inside a church which burned down overnight. <gasps> oh, no. And in November 1314, eight months after Jacques was killed, King Philip had a stroke and died shortly after. So, Oh, my gosh. So within eight months, both of them were dead. Mm -hmm. Freaky. Could be a coincidence, but I mean, if you're very interested in the curse section of the story, it definitely helps your case. Absolutely. Up next, you would be crazy to think I don't have a list of movies, books, and video games that took inspiration from the dramatic history of the Knights Templar. And our final thoughts on spiritualistic appropriation are coming right up. Can't wait. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Nine hundred years later, the Knights Templars, they remain the most iconic and infamous order of knights from the Crusades. And you can't have a group with this rich history of rumors and not see it pop up in modern culture over time. Of course. So we've got uh, little ditties such as Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Uh -huh. I've heard about that guy. <laughs> I, too, have heard about that guy. I have ridden his roller coaster. It is fantastic. <laughs> Would recommend. 10, 10 out of 10. 10. <laughs> and writer-director Jordan Peele talks about the Knights <sighs> Templar's influence in the DVD commentary of Get Out. Oh, well, listen, I love Get Out. Love it. Great movie. I don't own the DVD. I don't own a DVD player, so that might be a problem. I was going to say, I wonder if this DVD commentary is available somewhere else for people in 2022. Maybe put it on YouTube, somebody. I'd love to watch it. Do a podcast. Everyone's doing a podcast. <laughs> so just so a rewatch episode. But uh, yeah, he said that the, I guess the, the not so good people, the white people 
in the movie mm-hmm. were part of a, a new group that was today's generation of the Knights Templar. Fascinating. I could see that connection. It's a little spooky, a little conspiracy. Well, interesting is that he actually directly plays into it at the beginning of the movie where someone is wearing one of the old habits with the Red Cross, I think. No way. And he says, don't cross me. It's embroidered in my habit. <laughs> he says, bah. <laughs> Stupid. So also the video game franchise Assassin's Creed, which is popular enough for me, a non-video gamer, to have heard of that. Same. That's about my extent of the knowledge, though. Me too. It's swarming with Knights Templar mythology and has created their own conspiracy theories out of it, too, by the way. Um, George R.R. Martin based the Night's Watch in Game of Thrones on the Knights Templar. Okay, now we're talking. I read those books. That makes a lot of sense. I knew we would find a connection eventually. We'd get there. Uh And the Da Vinci Code featured a theory that the Templars were involved in a conspiracy to preserve the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you ever had a nickel... But QAnon, hello, it's all, they got a whole thing about preserving the bloodline. So if there's any confusion about stories like this and getting into the the hands of the wrong people with extremist fringe beliefs, it makes sense to me why this secret society is so popular today for people who are looking for answers in all the in the weird places. Absolutely. Especially if there's not anybody to kind of rectify or, you know, speak out and say, no, this is really what it was about. Because if there's nobody left to kind of exactly. <laughs> speak up and speak for them, then everybody can have their kind of own take on it. Exactly. So after hearing all this, I don't think this is a group my Jewish grandfather was in. <laughs> so <laughs> We've at least determined one thing today, but <laughs> what what are you thinking about this? I mean, can you imagine starting out as a volunteer Christian organization and now you're associated with like the occult and the Illuminati and the New World Order? I cannot. I cannot imagine either one of those things, fortunately for me, I think. How do you feel about all of this that I've, I've caught you up on? Honestly, I knew approximately 0% of it, so I feel hey. much more educated now. So thank you. You're welcome. It blows me away that something that happened all the way in the 1100s is still talked enough about that it's mentioned in movies and books and people have heard generally about it. And I'm sure there's a a cult following of people trying to learn all their secrets. Oh, I'm sure we could do like an internet black hole and get sucked into Reddit somewhere. But I will also say like, he's lucky somebody shortened that to Knights Templar because if they were still the poor Knights of Solomon of the Temple of the whatever. No one would take the time. Nobody would. We don't remember that. But can you imagine how many people were, if it were like the Bible Battalion, can you imagine how many people would have learned everything (laughs) they could about that one? Just saying. <laughs> Soldiers. Okay. But since it's been around for like 900 years and it's still talked about a lot in modern culture, what do you think something going on right now in 2022, 900, 1,000 years from now, what's the thing that everyone's still going to talk about enough that it's in all of their media? Mm, the Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> our one reference from our from this one <laughs> podcast is the only thing that we'll take. Maybe our podcast. No. That's a great question. I wish it were something as fun as our podcast. I doubt it. I have a feeling certain world leaders like Trump and maybe Putin will have some sort of uh-huh. s- lasting negative effects on the planet. But you don't, I don't know, say. Do you, you don't say. I know what a take. What a hot take. Do you have any any thoughts? Because I I don't know. That's a, a really great question. I'm gonna stick with what you said and say our podcast. Oh, good. Because here's the thing. I do have hey, a wait, fear. Wait, wait. You want to do? Want me to do a hex? 
No, wait a minute. Hang on. I do have <laughs> a fear it. of one day being obsolete, but I think I always assumed in a thousand years that was a fair enough time for me to be okay with being obsolete. But right. it would be Agreed. nice to still be around. And also, if through the game of telephone, a thousand year long game of telephone, maybe they think we're the new world order or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's like a whole new group and they're like, we're the descendants of Em and Christine. And they're going to use this audio as proof for whatever as weird text proof. they have. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, fun things to think about. And I feel like it lends you a lot of credence if you say, oh, I'm a descendant of the Knights Templar, because everyone knows that name. Mm -hmm. If you were just like, oh, I have this cool group and we're a secret society. Everyone's like, cool, good for you. That's like what I did in third grade, like made a club and said, I'm in a secret society. That's not very (laughs) effective. If you claim to be some long, ancient, you know, a descendant of some ancient secret group or some ancient religious order, Mm -hmm. like that already gives you, a lot. whether it's true or not, gives you a lot of credibility. And also, I think it'd be pretty easy to do something like that today if, well, I don't know, the internet's in your way. I guess people could look look it up so far down the ancestral line to find out like, oh, no, you just made this up. But I think you could probably get away with things like that today and no one would really even think about it. Yeah, because you're not going to create a new group and be like, oh, we're the religious order. Like nothing's as it doesn't sound as cool or effective if you just claim now that you're, I don't know, protecting the pope. I I don't know. I feel like the, the ancient having an ancient basis in your quote unquote secret group um, uh-huh. kind of lends you some badassery. Oh, let's end it there. I like that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Information on today's episode came from History, University of Portsmouth, the Christian Science Monitor, the Special Broadcasting Service, and the National Archives. Remember to follow Rituals on Spotify to get a brand new episode every week. And you can listen to this and all other episodes of Rituals for free exclusively on Spotify. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. You can find me on social media at The M. Schultz. And you can find me at Xteen Schiefer. Thanks again for listening and see you next week. Rituals is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Research by Chelsea Wood. Fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Jonathan Ratliff with production assistance by Ron Shapiro. We are your hosts, Christine Schiefer and M. Schultz. 